0: The Trucker Convoy was a huge success by every measure. It was one of the strongest movements of patriotism and national unity in recent memory in this country. Meanwhile, the legacy media outed themselves as being aggressively partisan, openly deceitful, and ultimately irrelevant. I'm Candice Malcolm, and this is the Candice Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. What a weekend. What an amazing, spectacular weekend. It was one of those things that you just, I was glued to my computer screen, glued to the television all weekend long. I couldn't get enough of these beautiful, beautiful images of Canadians coming together. It was celebratory. It was happy. The mood on the ground, as reported by True North journalists who were there, as reported by the thousands of people who became independent journalists by attending the rally, by posting their own images and videos. It was remarkable. So inspiring. It was so so wonderful to see Canadians coming together and the story made its way around the world. I loved seeing how the story was being passed along different countries inspiring different people. They're doing their own freedom trucking convoy across Europe inspired by the Canadians. It was just so good on so many levels, so exciting to see and it really feels like the country has shifted. It feels like there have been a fundamental change in this country towards lightness, towards freedom, towards going back to our roots of being a free and liberal democracy in Canada. It was so good to see. Congratulations to the truckers themselves who put in the effort, who drove across the country, who made their voices heard. Congratulations to the organizers who kept their heads high, who didn't fall into the fray of the media smears and disinformation, who continued to put forward their ideals and their views and really just organizing a spectacular event. It isn't over. It's going to continue. Uh, According to reports, they have enough money to keep this thing going for a long, long time. So don't expect to go anywhere anytime soon. But overall, this was just an incredibly successful event by every single measure. The crowds were huge. The story made its way around the world. There was an outpouring, just so much love, so much support from everyday Canadians who didn't buy into the media narrative, who saw the truckers for what they were, these these working class people who are heroes to our country, who stood up, said enough is enough, went on their track and really proved their point. And so many Canadians just rallied around them. There was, like I said, a fundamental shift in the country. It was inspiring. It was positive and noteworthy. It was the independent media who were the ones telling the story. It was the true north. It was the rebel. It was post-millennial. It was the people who were on the ground. So many individuals who were there, like I said, taking their own videos, taking their own images, drone shots, showing the story because we knew that the legacy media wasn't going to do its job. And so we saw viral videos, people doing the job that were should be doing individuals, and again, really seeing that shift. And one of the most important stories of the weekend is the legacy media, how they were shut out, how they were exposed as being corrupted and stale and elitist. And frankly, the reports simply fell flat. They didn't resonate. They weren't being picked up in the same way as the independent journalists and reports were. The media were exposed for what they truly are, what we have known here at North for a very long time. But I think so many Canadians have clued into it from just seeing the transparently- bad and awful reporting that we saw by the legacy media. They're wildly partisan. They're so pro-liberal, they can't even accept the idea that there would be a protest against the liberal government. They're completely agenda-driven. They were trying from day one to smear this convoy. Well, day one, they ignored the convoy. Then they had to take the convoy seriously and it went straight to smears, calling them extremists, calling them far-right, calling them racist, calling them terrorists, calling them every name in the book. And every time they did that, it just made the media look Worse and worse. Their reports were factually incorrect. They were ideologically extremists. They were obsessed with a narrative. And the one thing that I noticed, they were just dripping in elitism. They were thoroughly elitist and anti-working man and working class. The contrast between independent reporting, the people like True North, we had three reporters on the ground doing a tremendous job, Andrew Lawton doing his reports, interviewing people, getting the politicians, getting the people, really having his finger on the pulse of the movement of the convoy to try to understand and explain to the viewers what's going on, what's motivating these people, who are they really, as opposed to what the legacy media were doing, which was just smearing them from afar, not bothering to interview them, not bothering to try to understand them. Instead, just doing these drive-by smears, doing these zoomed in pictures and trying to paint the entire crowd based on a very, very, very small handful of like two or three people who are doing inappropriate things. We're going to get to all of that. On the show but again we had our independent reporters they were mingling with the crowd they were talking to people they were doing what reporters should be doing as opposed to legacy media who are sitting on Twitter, looking down their noses, judging these people, and calling them extreme. So we're gonna go through some of the worst examples of the legacy media doing just that. Before though, I wanna stop you for a second. If you enjoy what we do here at the Candace Malcolm Show, if you like the podcast, I'm gonna ask you to please leave us a five-star review if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. It really helps us out. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, don't forget to like this video, share, leave us a comment, tell us what you thought about the weekend, what what was your favorite moment, what was some of the worst examples of Media malfeasance. We'll try to cover it later on the show if you give us some good tips. OK, we had a piece over at TNC News Legacy Media's 11 worst spins on the Trucker Convoy. I'm going to go through a few of them. Some of them we covered on the show last week and on Fake News Friday. First, we saw this. You probably saw it making the rounds on Twitter. So this is what the legacy media think about the Trucker Convoy and the supply chain. Just a bunch of fascist truckers, just a bunch of truckers promoting fascism. That's the real message of the trucker convoy, according to the Brain Trust over at the Washington Post. I don't think that they know what the word fascism means because these truckers are protesting against government overreach. They're protesting against Justin Trudeau putting this collective ideal of public health uh, crushing the rights of the individual. That is the complete opposite of fascism. Truckers are fighting against fascism, but I don't think anyone on the left even knows what the word fascism means anymore. George Orwell said it best. He said that fascism has no meaning. It basically just means someone I don't like. And that is exactly right in this case. What a silly, ridiculous thing to put out. Again, just this idea. This is how this is how the media view the working class. This is what they think of truckers. If, you, if you're opposed to something the government is doing, it must mean it's because you're far right, you're a political extremist. If you're a political extremist on the right, it makes you a fascist. No logical sense here, but don't expect that from the legacy media. Okay, moving on. I want to talk about this ridiculous CBC interview that uh, True North helped to popularize. We spread it around the internet. I'm talking about the CBC report where a reporter for the CBC with a straight face asks a liberal cabinet minister if he thinks it's far-fetched to wonder if it's the Russians that are organizing this whole thing. Russian actors, not just fueling the protests, but actually instigating the protest instigating she thinks because Canada is siding with Ukraine in the whole brewing war between Ukraine and Russia that Russia is going to just stop what it's doing with Ukraine devote a whole bunch of resources to Canada to create this groundswell movement against Justin Trudeau. Like what a lunatic conspiratorial thing to say. And this is what passes for mainstream media in Canada. This is what passes for journalism over at the state broadcaster. This is one of the worst examples. I mean, mean, it goes back to the whole meme of like, when in doubt, blame the Russians. Here is that clip. I do ask that because, uh, you know, given Canada's support of Ukraine in this current crisis with Russia, I don't know if it's far-fetched to ask, but, but there is concern that Russian actors could be continuing to fuel things uh, as, this, as this protest grows, but perhaps even instigating it from, from the outset. Well, again, I'm gonna defer to uh, our uh, partners in the public safety, the uh, trained officials and experts in that area. Seriously, that's tinfoil hat stuff. That is one of the most insane things that I've heard on the CBC in a while. And meanwhile, by the way, there was actual evidence of the Chinese communist government, Chinese state interference, and actual disinformation campaign in the recent 2021 election. It was against conservatives though, and so the CBC just never mentions it, but here they are starting a conspiracy theory rumor that the Russians, the Russians are behind this whole trucking protest. What a ridiculous thing. When they weren't trying to make bizarre and lunatic accusations against the truckers, they were really trying to downplay it. Here's a post-media journalist with, I believe, the Ottawa Citizen, basically saying that the the protests aren't that big of a deal. He says, to sum it up, the protest is medium-large by Ottawa standards. The permanent precinct is nearly impassable. And by, past the Queensway, it's basically invisible. So trying to minimize it, trying to say it's invisible. Uh, a few things here. Number one, It is the middle of winter, right? It it was minus 30 at times in Ottawa over the weekend. It was incredibly cold, not exactly, perfect protesting conditions. Can- compare that to all the cancel Canada Day stuff, all the Black Lives Matter protests that always happen right in the middle of summer. No, this was truckers saying enough is enough. This has to stop now. And protesting at the worst time of year to be protesting. It was absolutely freezing in Ottawa as it is in much of Ontario right now. And yet here he's saying, oh, this was just medium large by Ottawa standards. They're trying to downplay it. We know this country. We can see the footage. We can see the images. We can see how huge this was, how inspired it was, and not just in Ottawa, right? There were simultaneous protests all over the country. This is what it looked like in Calgary. Huge, huge crowds of support people. You know, they, they wanted to be in Ottawa. They wish they could be there with the truckers. They couldn't. They held their own events, and that was huge as well. We saw the same thing in Victoria. Check out these images of the protests in Victoria. This was a huge movement. Plus, on top of that, we saw thousands and thousands of Canadians throughout the whole convoy lining up on the side of freeways, regardless of how cold it is, regardless of how snowy and how treacherous the road conditions were, we saw Canadians come out and here are these smug journalists just trying to downplay it and say, no big deal. I saw so much hand wringing and so much pearl clutching by the legacy media. It was really quite something. You know, we saw David Aiken complaining that there were cars parked by the uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Uh, I loved how the Ottawa police just kind of came back and said, actually, no, we asked them to move. And they did. So kind of debunking this whole thing that David Aiken over at Global News was trying to push. We saw a couple of other journalists, a CBC producer kind of panicking, saying that there is a truck literally parked right outside her house. And she was scared. Another one, a city news uh, reporter, saying that seeing hordes of cards scared her because she's a visible minority. Look, this has nothing to do with race. The media kept trying to push this as some kind of a race, a racial issue. There weren't racial elements. We, any, anyone who paid attention to the protest, knows that there were people from all backgrounds here. Canada's a diverse country. The movement was a diverse country. It was not about any of that what 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 i see when i see these reporters looking down their noses and all the hand wringing and all the pearl clutching people talking about how they're scared well, what what i really see is a bunch of elite college educated snobs who are frankly a little afraid of these rough-around-the-edges blue-collar truckers. These truckers are a little rambunctious, they're not the same kind of refined people that you typically see in Ottawa, this is what I tweeted, reports of people feeling scared in Ottawa about one thing, and one thing alone, this is a class divide. The well-fed, woke, bureaucrat types are very, very afraid of the working class, they want them gone ASAP. I, I think that's what's happening here, I think that people are just really uncomfortable because of the type of people that are in Ottawa, they're not usually the type of people that are there. Well, I've got news for all the elites in ottawa those are canadians that's probably a more accurate portrayal of what canadians are like by and large across the country they're not the ottawa crowd they're not your typical laurentian elites they're just normal canadians they're normal working people and that that sort of scares the bureaucrats and the elites and the ottawa types had another tweet earlier in the weekend saying this, watching a bunch of college-educated, middle-class government employee types who work nine to four, have six weeks of paid vacation, and a defined benefit pension, i.e. liberal voters, mocking the blue-collar working class is really something. And I think that's pretty much what we saw all weekend. Lots of moral panic among journalists, lots of open disdain for the working class, and really going into overtime to try to smear the protest. So what did the media choose to focus in on? They, they sort of got four things. There's four kind of elements, four negative things that did happen and the media just really really focused in on that and tried to pile on and tried to portray an entire crowd of people by these few select unfortunate incidents and we'll go through each of them cuz none of them are nearly as bad as what the media portrayed. So the first one is that there were two people from best I saw I looked at thousands and thousands of pictures I watched endless countless hours of video footage from these events and from best I could saw that best I could tell there were two guys that had Nazi flags. Two guys. One is the main guy that everyone talked about, the Nazi flag guy. We really spent a lot of efforts at True North trying to identify this person. We still are. There was the Nazi flag guy who, from best I can tell, was at the protest for maybe five minutes. He walked about 100 meters total and then he completely disappeared. And the media made so much about him. The second one was a guy who had a Canadian flag and he had drawn a, a swastika on the flag and he happened to be waving it right behind Michael Cooper, the MP for from St. Albert as he was giving an interview. So, so these two instances of the Nazi swastika took over and that became the legacy media narrative. These people are racist. They're openly Nazis, all of them, all of them. And here is the evidence to prove it. Okay, so if you were online on the weekend, you, you hopefully you saw our story trying to identify this guy. What the media did was they showed pictures of him and they said, here's a Nazi flag guy, and this means that the entire protest were Nazis. We saw this one picture circulating around, and it was interesting because we only saw that one picture from the one angle. It didn't really look like it was inside the protest. It looks like it was somewhere else, and there were a couple things about it that were a little bit weird. People were pointing this out to me. Some people thought it was Photoshop, the flags, the wind was blowing in the wrong direction. Someone else pointed to me like, you know, it was minus 25 out on Saturday morning. Why are there just people sitting on a park bench? You wouldn't really be sitting on a park bench at minus twenty five. That's that's the kind of weather where you gotta be moving. Or you're going to be inside. You can't just be sitting on a park bench leisurely. So that might suggest that this was not taken in Ottawa. Well, I think that there was enough evidence to show that this was taken in Ottawa. Users tell me that it was taken at a place called Majors Hill Park, which is basically right behind the Chateau Laurier, which is right across from the Parliament buildings in Ottawa. So the original picture was probably taken there. And you can see that the person walked up and can be seen walking along the terrace of the Chateau Laurier. So this is the second image that started circulating Online, so same guy holding up his flag with the F. Trudeau flag on top and this horrific, vile Nazi swastika flag underneath. But again, you know we're talking about a huge event with tens of thousands of people. Everybody's got a camera. Everybody's got a phone. And it is a little strange that there are so few pictures taken of this guy, especially because that flag is just so jarring. It is so when you see it, you just have this very uneasy feeling. And you're wondering, why the heck is this guy flying this flag? Again, the legacy media didn't do their due diligence. They didn't try to find out who this person was. They didn't try to figure out what he was doing. Who is he? Is he part of the protest? Is he protesting against the protest? Is he an actual Nazi? Is he a some kind of a paid disruptor trying to discredit the whole movement? There's so many legitimate questions. And instead of trying to figure out who this guy is and trying to get answers, the legacy media were all too happy to just stand back and smear we at True North are different. So I put in an original call saying that I would pay $1,000 for tips leading to the identity of this person. I got a whole bunch of people coming in, doubling it, offering $1,000 more. Our pot, our pot is now up to $6,500 for any information that can lead to identifying this individual. I did get a good video of it. So I got a good look at the guy's face. He looks like an older gentleman. And here he is, this is what he looks like, waving his despicable flag. I wanna know who he is. I wanna identify him. I want to expose who he is. I wanna find out. So if you have any information about this guy, if you know who this person is, please, please contact us at True North. My email is just Candace at TrueNorthCanada.com. We can go onto Twitter. My DMs are open. Send me a DM. I want to find out who this guy is. Unlike the legacy media, there's journalism to be done here, and we should try to get to the bottom of that. And next, like I said, Michael Cooper was doing an interview. Some idiot behind him had a Canadian flag that he had drawn, a swastika. That has nothing to do with Michael Cooper, okay? He's speaking at a crowd Someone did something stupid that has nothing to do with him. Of course, CTV piling on saying that there are now people calling for him to resign over this. I, I don't know why conservatives even bother responding to this stuff. This is just so bottom of the barrel. This should be ignored, but we always get sucked into it. So here's Michael Cooper's statement, which, which is absolutely correct and saying what he, he should say. Today I attended a peaceful protest in support of truckers and other Canadians defending their freedoms and their jobs. I did an impromptu interview with CBC. Moments later, I learned from social media that unbeknownst to me, someone with whom I'm not associated with was standing some distance behind me holding a flag with an evil symbol on it. Had I seen the symbol, I would have condemned it as I do now. Nazism is the purest form of evil and I have always condemned it completely. Whoever flew this flag is personally responsible for that reprehensible decision and should be eternally ashamed of him or herself. He or she does not represent the thousands of peaceful protesters who waved Canadian flags and acted responsibly. I stand with them and will continue to fight for the Michael Cooper MP, St. Albert Edmonton. Great statement. I completely agree with it. Again, I just think it's so stupid that conservatives have to go down this path and pretend to grovel over something that was just so clearly had nothing to do with him. The legacy media wanting to obsess over this, that's their problem, that's their problem, is so idiotic. If if the media wanna obsess over it, they can. It's just so idiotic and so silly that the media focus on this and try to make this the big scandal of the events. Okay, so so the first first thing that they did was try to portray all of these people as Nazis because like I said, two people, two individuals, both of whom we don't know who they are uh, or anything about them. And, and and speaking of this whole Nazi thing, so, so we had a news story here about how uh, some anti-hate activists said that the protest convoy had the worst display of Nazi propaganda in the country, trying to make it seem like it was just so beyond the pale that these two random people showed up holding this evil symbol. Meanwhile, <laughs> there was some great uh, response to this, which was a bunch of people on Twitter pointing to the obvious fact that every time there is an anti-Israel protest, anytime there is a protest of Palestinians or Iranians or any number of groups from the Middle East, you always see the swastika. They love to do this. They love to equate the swastika with the Jewish star of David. They love to wave that thing. I've seen it so many times at rallies in Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, Calgary. They they always do. You always see It, it is a spickle thing to see somehow when it, it happens in these sort of fringe islamist movements the media ignore it and suddenly when they see two examples of it in this at this at the trucker rally, it becomes the biggest story. So, so, so I'm sorry if I'm going to save my consternation. Yes, the Nazi flag is evil. I hate seeing it in Canada. No, this is not the worst example in the country. We unfortunately see this very often. Okay. So, so we had the media obsessed over the two guys with the swastikas. Next, we had the media obsessed and completely focused on the Confederate flag. There are a few examples circulating of people with the Confederate flag and Again, again, journalists, rather than trying to ask questions, they just snap their photos from afar and try to use it to paint the entire movement as racist. Interestingly, I tweeted this video. Here's an individual with a Confederate flag. And look at this guy. Look at this guy. His face is completely covered. His identity is completely concealed, which raises some flags. Who is this person? Is he really part of the trucker convoy? Or is he some instigator, some paid protester who is there to make them all look bad? And you can see how he's holding his stupid little flag And basically, the crowd tells them to go away. They say, We don't want you here. Go away. Watch. This is a great video. Uh, Now he's going. Now he's gone. We called him out. He knows. He's gonna hold his head in shame now. Of course, that's not the video that the legacy media wants you to see. That's not the video that they're showing you. They're making it seem like all of the people at the trucker convoy supported the Confederate flag. No, they didn't, not true, that is fake news. Okay, the third big thing that the legacy media picked up on and tried to use it to smear the entire protest was the supposed desecration of the Terry Fox statue. Okay, let me just say one thing. I don't like it when people put things on statues. I think statues are there to be commemorated and they're usually there to celebrate great people, be it Terry Fox or John A. MacDonald or Queen Victoria or Queen Elizabeth. I don't like it when people put things on statues, but all of a sudden the media has this impossible standard. Okay, so first of all, this is what the Terry Fox statue looked like. Okay? Someone put an upside down Canadian flag, someone put a flag around his neck, and there was a sign saying mandate freedom. This is hardly desecration. For a country that has seen so many of our statues torn down over recent years and the media hardly bat an eye over it, remember Canada Day last year? Remember what they did to the Queen Victoria statue? Remember what they did to the John A. Macdonald statues? This, this is what happens on a regular basis in this country. Remember what happened to the Egerton Ryerson statues in Toronto? They get desecrated, they get destroyed, okay? This what happened with Terry Fox, this is a couple people making a political statement with the Terry Fox statue. It was quickly taken down. And as you can see, Kean Beckstein, independent reporter, r- showed later on in the weekend, people were cleaning it up. People were doing their best to keep it safe, to keep it clean, not what the legacy media reported at all. Instead, we see story after story after story, lying and pretending that, that s- something inappropriate happened with the Terry Fo- Fox statue, like this global news headline, just sickening, just sickening. Give me a break. And many Twitter users were quick to point out how frequently other people put things on Terry Fox. It is very frequent in recent years. They put masks over him. They put medical masks because of COVID. They put toques on him. Here he is with a liberal activist holding a gay pride flag. Okay, so this isn't something that's never happened before. This is something that is somewhat common and really hearing the media all of a sudden getting upset and getting worked up over wanting to protect our statue give me a break. Give me a break. We all know exactly where you stand, where you were over the last two years when we've seen countless statues getting torn down in this country. So no, I'm not buying into that. The fourth story that the legacy media wanted you to be concerned about when it came to the convoy is this idea that they were being disrespectful to the war memorial, all because of a video of one lady who was standing up on the tomb of the unknown soldier. And you can tell from this video that she's acting completely by herself. She clearly doesn't know where she is or what she's doing. Look, if you've never been to Ottawa before, you might not know what all these statues mean. You might not understand what they are and how they, important they are for the community that you live in. There's still no excuse. And you can tell from the video that the woman is basically being told by the people around her, hey, get off that. That's, that's not something that you can stand up on, uh, come on. And, and, you, and you can see she rectifies and corrects her behavior right away. Here's that clip. So no, this wasn't a group of people dancing on the war memorial. This isn't people being disrespectful with memorial. This is one person making a mistake, quickly rectifying it, and a story. But you know, the media tried to Uh, Obsess over it, try to make it seem like this is the biggest story. And we even saw the police saying that they are now investigating the supposed desecration of the the Unknown Soldiers Memorial as well as the Terry Fox statue. This is so silly. This is so silly. Give me a break. Okay, the final thing I wanna talk about here is how much of a success this weekend is. There were zero arrests. This is my report over at True North. We went through all of the police scans from the Ottawa police for the entire weekend. There were zero arrests. Zero arrests, given the size and magnitude of this protest, pretty remarkable. No violence, no arrests. So this, despite the legacy media trying to preposition, trying to spin, trying to forecast that this was going to be a violent protest. Here's a headline from CTV News from Friday: Trudeau concerned trucker convoy converging on Parliament Hill could turn violent. Of course, I'm concerned," said Trudeau, talking about violence. So they're they're trying to preposition the idea that this was going to be violence. We saw so many media report hinting and alluding to. violence. They had so many people. They talked to so many experts, experts saying that these people are violent. The rhetoric is violent. This crowd is going to be violent. The reality was the exact opposite. There was no violence. There were no arrests. And this is a huge contrast to your typical leftist rally or protest that turns into a riot. Just go back and look at the left-wing rallies every time. I have a couple of examples of it in the story. In November, 2020, there was a black and indigenous lives matter protest a dozen people arrested and charged. Back in 2016, there was a huge, huge anti-pipeline protest. 99 people were arrested, and they were later charged with trespassing. Why? Because they breached center block, right? We heard so many people talking about how this was going to be Canada's January 6th, so they were gonna try to do an insurrection, that they were gonna try to breach the parliament building. Of course, it didn't happen. That was never going to happen. In fact, that did happen six years ago with an anti-pipeline protest, they breached parliament almost 100 of them got arrested. But of course, the media are downplaying that. And they're just doing everything they can to make you think that this is a violent rally, that this is something that it isn't. They even covered the same story that I covered. This was in the Canadian press. And they reported the exact same facts that there were zero arrests, there was no violence. But this is how it read. I'll read you the opening line because it is so absurd. Police haven't reported any physical violence at the ongoing Ottawa rally against vaccine mandates. But critics warn that conflating the absence of bloodshed with peaceful protests downplays the dangers of the weekend demonstrations. So again, they're reporting that there are no violence while also making it feel like they're violent while also drumming up fear against these people and really just trying to paint them in the most negative light possible. Okay, final thing here that I want to say is that this came out today. Incredible, incredible stuff. Most Canadians agree with the convoy. We're at a point in the country where 54% of Canadians, the majority now say it is time to end COVID restrictions and leave responsibility for isolation to those at risk is up from 40% in January. So the whole point of this convoy is to tell government enough is enough, leave us the hell alone, get rid of these stupid COVID restrictions, Canadians agree, 54%. So this whole idea that it is a small fringe minority, these people are extreme, that they don't represent the mainstream, that's wrong, that's wrong. This is the mainstream opinion in Canada. It is not fringe, it is mainstream. And important to note that the protest is not over. This is really just beginning. Yes, we had a really successful, really fun weekend. It was so great to see, but it's not over. This isn't just one of those things where the truckers are just going to pack up and leave. This is here to stay. There has been a fundamental shift in this country. You can feel it. Canada today feels freer. It feels more united, more optimistic and frankly more Canadian than it has felt in a long time. And this makes the elites afraid. This is why the bureaucrats and the government employees and all the politicians and all the journalists in Ottawa are freaking out because they like the status quo. They like the liberal government. They like government power and they like the woke ideology just being able to steamroll everyone else. And right now, in this moment, they can feel it all slipping away. And that's why they're reacting the way they do. That's why we saw all the media smears. That's why we saw all of the hysteria online over the weekend. It's because they know that they are losing. Now, for Canadians, this weekend was a success in just so many measures, and for us here at True North, it proved the perfect contrast in journalism. The legacy media exposed themselves as being corrupted and biased. They're pro-liberal, they're pro-Justin Trudeau, and they're against the people. They're against you and me. They're against the working man. Their disgraceful attempts at propaganda and smearing the good people, the good truckers who united this nation will not soon be forgotten. I'm Kenneth Malcolm, and this is The Kenneth Malcolm Show.